Welcome to Sunday Sermons and other recordings from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Davis, California. Please visit our website at www.uudavis.org for further information. to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Davis. My name is Jackie Leva Conklin, and I am this year's worship associate, and it is a joy to be here with all of you. And my name is Alex Hader-Winnett. I am this year's ministerial intern and campus minister, and we are so glad to have you this morning. As Unitarian Universalists, we believe that all people are inherently worthy and dignified. So you are welcome here, no matter how you identify or whom you love, no matter the color of your skin or the money in your pocket or where you spent the night, regardless of your immigration status or your citizenship, no matter your understanding of God or your questions about the universe, you are welcomed into this community. To acknowledge all that is being held in the people in, uh, by the people in this room, we w- light one pillar candle for the sorrows of the world, for the moments that weigh heavy on our hearts and minds. And we light a second pillar candle for the joys of the world, for the moments of hope and celebration. And now I invite Maria and Francisco de la Cruz to come down and help us light the chalice. Francisco and their daughter, Daniela, helped make this beautiful altar last night donating from their own personal items and their many years of experience. Maria and her daughter Gavi made many of these paper flowers as well by hand. So a warm round of applause for them as well. As we light this chalice, we remember... Al encender este cáliz, recordamos que we are not alone. No estamos solos. We are this flame, ancient as the stars, new as the vulnerable spark. Somos este fuego, tan anciano como las estrellas, tan nuevo como la lumbra vulnerable. We are not alone. No estamos solos. We are the light soaring, the shadow deepening, the dance between them. Somos la luz creciente, la sombra penetrante, el baile entre los dos. We are not alone. No estamos solos. We are here. We are here for ourselves. We are here for each other. And estamos acá. Estamos acá por nosotros mismos. Estamos acá el uno para el otro. And we are not alone. No estamos solos. Well, friends, as we can see, uh, today is a special day. 
we have decorated our worship space. Our trusty uh, pulpit has been replaced by this beautiful altar, which we call an ofrenda, because this week is uh, a special holiday celebrated in uh southern and central Mexico called Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. Uh, it is a, uh, a mixture, a beautiful mixture of indigenous Aztec traditions as well as Catholic spirituality. And uh, so I'm going to show you a little bit about what we're looking at here. But first, I want to recognize that um, Dia de los Muertos is not a holiday I necessarily grew up with in my family. And that may be true for some of you as well. But it is an important holiday for the land we live on and for the community we share. So uh, this is an honoring of our shared living heritage. Uh, it is a time where we recognize the distance between the land of the living being closer to the land of the dead. So it is an opportunity to remember those who came before us, beloved family members, friends, teachers, neighbors. So I invite you to please uh, bring those people to mind, the people who shaped you through love and caring. Bring together uh, a community who have already passed on the lessons they taught you the traditions you learned. Bring them to your heart and mind, and we're going to ask them to be present with us in this space, that their love that they shared will protect us as we worship together in community. And we bring them in from the north and from the east and from the south and the west, and they come to be with us now when that distance is so slight. So as you can see, we have this ofrenda that we are going to be paying attention to. Uh, it is covered with these beautiful orange and yellow flowers. These are marigolds, and the petals of the marigolds lead our ancestors from the land of the dead to the land of the living. You may see, not necessarily at this one, but others, trails, beautiful trails of marigold leaves uh, and petals bringing our ancestors to us. And here they will find beautiful food, food they loved while they were alive, water and salt. This is for sustenance after their long journey. They are hungry, they are thirsty, they are tired, and they're looking to be with us. So here on the first level, which you will see has the black uh, tablecloth, we have uh, some gin, we have some dice, we have some chocolate. This is our, our earthly level. This is our level of uh, temptation. Uh, so we, we tempt our spirits to come and join us through these tempting, fun items. And the next level uh, is where we see the food and the water and the beloved items. This is our level of, of earth and community. And then up top on our top level, uh, this is where we put the pictures and the photos and in some communities, crosses or saint candles. This is the spiritual level, the level of the saints 
and the ancestors and the angels. So these are our levels. You see these beautiful, uh, these are plastic, but the papel picado, the, the cut paper to decorate and make a festive uh, environment. You also see the candles. These also beckon our, our ancestors to join us. Uh, and we see these skulls, the, the calavadas. These are representations of bones where our ancestors reside. Uh, but you may also see them where they are decorated nicely or have clothes or are reenacting everyday experiences, eating, drinking, dancing, playing music, celebrating. These are imaginations of what the land of the dead could be like and, and an understanding of the things that we love now carry us on to after we die. So I invite you in a moment to come forward and to place any items you may have brought here on the ofrenda. Uh, any items uh, of memory, of mementos, photos. This is our shared space that we will use to honor our ancestors. Uh, I also want to thank Jackie. She's the one who tutored me, asked, answered my questions, filled in the blanks, so I really appreciate her taking the time to teach me. Uh, and so, whatever holiday you celebrate this week, whether it's Halloween, All Saints Day, Dia de los Muertos, a combination of all of them, I hope you have a wonderful, fun, and safe holiday. And so please come forward. This space is ours to share. A blessing on all of the lives that are represented here on this altar and on those who created it of all ages. Of all of my grandparents, I only knew one blood relative, and that was my grandfather, who is hidden back there among other lovely photos. As I look at this photo of my grandfather, an internal mental photo album flashes through my mind. Most of the images are from the perspective of looking out of my eyes, where I physically sat or stood in the moment. In one image, I'm about eight years old, sitting on an elaborate tapestry rug in the den of my grandparents' home. From the floor, I look up and see my grandfather sitting in his easy chair. And the room was rich with smells of books and leather, and the light was of a golden hue. I remember the sound of clinking ice in his evening drink as he swirled his scotch. Looking up to my left with my, was my father in the other lounge chair, and they spoke between themselves while watching the television behind me. I was a child who was seen but not heard. Now flash forward 20 years, and my grandmother surprised us all by passing away earlier than anyone expected. My grandfather was left to manage his own relationships. His new emotional independence, coupled with the smoothing effect that longevity can have, transformed my grandpa. 
He became loving and affectionate, simply happy that we came to visit. He would pull me to sit on his lap and ask for kisses on his cheek and laugh for the sake of laughing. You could feel the pride he felt in seeing the continuation of his bloodline in the continuation of his being. The last time I saw him, my husband and I went to visit a month after our wedding. We wanted to see him before moving to California. We wanted to share the video so he could feel like he had been there. We sat in his smaller, simpler, senior apartment. He had been downsizing over the last years. We laughed and joked and exuberantly shared our wedding stories, and Grandpa laughed and smiled with us. Though I only wanted to focus on the joy of being together, there was a quiet sadness there, too. I think he was accepting and letting go. He watched the wedding that he did not attend, visited by the couple who was moving across the country. But that acceptance was blended with a deep, pure love. This last image always brings tears. And part of the reason that my memories have a photo album quality is that we always lived multiple states away from each other. When I look at his picture, I also feel a guilt that I didn't call, write, or visit more. And that guilt feels like a tightness in my throat, an ache in my solar plexus. But that is part of the beauty of this celebration for me, the Dia de los Muertos. It is now, in this celebration, that I can dedicate my time and love to Grandpa. It is here that I recognize and breathe in all the love and gifts he gave to me. My grandfather was an engineer and an inventor. He worked for Brunswick, held patents, and he even helped create the first golf simulator machine for video arcades. I thank him, and I recognize my inheritance of a love of math and physics and science. And when I solve a mechanical problem at home, like fixing the garbage disposal, I remember him. And I recall that source of that ability with gratitude. And I admire the ingenuity and curiosity of my two boys, who love robots and circuits and building things. And I see in them their great-grandfather's gifts. And I receive another gift the reminder to show the ch- my children and all of those I love my time and attention every day. As I breathe in the gifts of my grandfather, something harmonizes within me. Something at the cellular level, like a hum or a vibration, the tightness in my throat eases, My solar plexus relaxes and expands. And then my thoughts extend to my children and my loved ones. When I pass away, 
Do I want them to feel regret, remorse, or guilt? Heavens no. I want them to feel my pure, unconditional love and support. And I know my grandpa feels the same. My 50-year-old nephew is currently a therapist and many of his clients are people who are transgender and he works with them through the changes of their lives. But his interest in the inner life of human beings started with his degree in photography from a school in Boston. And that's where he discovered the real gift of his life which was to read the inner life of people from the expressions he could capture with photography. And so there is one picture that he took of my father that is a favorite of our whole family. And I don't have a copy of it, but I carry it right here always. We lived in an ocean town, and our lives were always oriented to the sea. And so Dad is sitting at one of our favorite places to eat, and you have to know that um, coming from the Cape Cod area, I will revert to my real accent. (laughs) We like to eat at the Lobster Hut in Plymouth, Massachusetts. If you need translation, just raise your hand. The picture is a close-up profile of his face as we're sitting out on a deck, and he's looking out at the ocean. Inside the restaurant... It's a diner, really, with formica tables and centrally located stands of ketchup and this tangy stuff that I know of as tata sauce. You would know it as tartar sauce. You'd put the R's in, and it's made of mayonnaise and pickles if you need further knowledge. And the smell? It's deep-fried everything, but especially deep-fried little neck clams. They were known for cooking the whole delicious, juicy clam, especially the stomach of the clam, which I am from that area of the country, so I think that's the only way to eat clams, too. My dad liked to sit outside under that covered deck where he could look out onto Plymouth Harbor, the more open water beyond that, and we'd bundle up and sit with him under the deck cover And unless it was winter, when the whole family would revolt, because we were not going to sit out there in the snow. So he may be looking at the harbor, but he's telling a story. I can tell his mouth is open just a little bit, and he was always telling stories. But what he's really doing is he's waiting for his order of a small mountain of fried clams, French fries, and coleslaw, because every meal needs a vegetable. (laughs) Clams, clams, and the ocean, those two things were really, really important to him. He loved clamming with his friends on Saturday morning. There's a clam shell up on the altar for the the hobby that he loved. And this hobby was about more than clams, actually. It was about bringing home food, especially after he retired, and he wasn't actually bringing home a paycheck anymore. It was about the camaraderie and going out for a cup of coffee with his other men friends, 
before he went out onto those mud flats and started digging. He loved to become friends with the game wardens, too. They monitored the amount of clams that any one person could take from the bay by measuring how high they were in your bucket. But you see, he would see if he could get away with some small infringement of the law, too. That is what he was like. He was also known for taking money out of the collection plate at church. (laughs) These are things I try not to emulate from my father's life example. The whole experience of clamming was also an example of his life, his partnership with my mother. She would admire, openly admire the clams in his bucket and make steamed clams for dinner, usually with hot dogs. It's a New England thing. (laughs) And she'd store the remainder of the clams in the freezer for either um, clam rolls, which it's hard to translate, but it's like a hot dog, but you put the clams in the hot dog roll. Or she'd use them for clam chowder. We are very multidimensional people, and he was no different. This small story is about a man who lived and loved regional food. He loved the sweat labor that it took to get that food and the companionship of doing it with other people. Whether it was using those long-tined prines of the clam rake to dig into the hard soil, or whether it was that step of putting the clams in the roiling water and watching the steam push out from under the lid, that was the joy of his life. And that is the joy that he gave to me. And that is why he was the one, when I lived in South Korea, who sat on the beach and ate the living animal, the sea cucumbers, and just chased it down with some hot sake. That's what my father gave to me. In this space made holy by our intentional welcoming of memories and spirits of those who have influenced our lives, we rest. And let us be present for the joys and the sorrows, the concerns of those among us. I invite you to be fully present. And for people who are traveling from Central America to save their lives, to save their lives. We will be preparing ways to assist them through our own denomination. But what a tragedy. And in Pittsburgh and the Tree of Life Synagogue, for those who were killed, for their families, for all those who feel unsafe because of their faith. We hold them in our hearts. And I invite you to speak with those you know who are Jewish and tell them how they are loved. 
for the upcoming elections, the yearning for our country to vote its heart. May the results allow us to offer more people the dignity of a good life, a safe life. We join in prayer, written by Reverend Leslie Takahashi. In the hour-to-hour rush of our daily tasks, they travel with us through something they taught us, which is now ours to do, through something they loved, which is now ours to carry out, through something we shared, which is now ours alone and not yet. In the minute-to-minute grasp of where we are, we remember the joys of our departed ones and what they gave us, which opened us up to hope, the sorrows we knew together, which taught us strength, the life shared, which is now ours to steward. You are invited to speak the names of those who have passed And through their memory, we receive their gifts of life. This space is for you. They are more than remembered. They are memory itself. For what we love lives on in the way our beloved dead accompany us through our life. Their words with wisdom are guide. Their humor, our relief. Their restless concern for the world, our charge. Amen. And blessed be. And you are already taking hands or a shoulder, some way to connect. Remember that following this is lunch in the other room in the social hall. And also, it is the anniversary of becoming a sanctuary church, and there will be a presentation and opportunities to get involved. In the rising of the sun and in its going down, we remember them. In the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, we remember them. In the opening of buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. In the rustling of leaves and in the beauty of autumn, we remember them. In the beginning of the year and when it ends, we remember them. When we are weary and in need of strength, we remember them. When we are lost and sick at heart, we remember them. When we have joys we yearn to share, we remember them. So as we live, they too shall live, for they are now a part of us, and we remember them. Let this gathering say, Amen. And I'd say applause for everything that happened today. Amazing. You can linger at the altar. Please eat the final two pieces of bread down there and enjoy each other's company.